Sasha Power is here just to let you know that we now have mugs. So if you would like to get your own Horror Stories mug, please visit kellyaron.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y-A-A-R-O-N.com. Thanks, all. Welcome to Horror Stories. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm super excited to have my guest here tonight, my good, good friend, Alex. Alex, how are you doing this evening, my friend? So, so good. Thank you for having me. Well, you are so welcome. I'm just, I've been wanting to have you on for a really long time and and what were you just what were you just gonna say before i hit that record button <laughs> i just this conversation has been i don't know in the making for probably oh my god kelly how long 10 years maybe maybe yes yes and why would you say that is i you know if you're a little outside of the norm, you kind of pick that vibe up in other people. But, you know, it's it's never a sure thing, but you get that vibe. And so I feel like, you know, you'll you'll be talking about something and I'll pick up a word or something. I'm like, oh, what? And then I'm like, I have to ask Kelly about this later. And it's just I don't know the the opportunity, the right time just never came to be. And so, I mean, this is pretty long overdue, I think. I think so, too. And I've just been thinking of you as a guest that I, you know, I've had a certain roster in mind and you were at the top of it. And I'm just so happy to have you on here tonight. So let's That's just awesome. jump right in, Alex. I just love you. Okay, let's jump right in. Um, I like okay. to get... As you know, being a Horror Stories fan like you are, I do like to uh, get a little background just so everybody sort of knows. And then when you start telling us your Horror Stories, we just have a little bit better idea of where you're coming from. So, um, would you mind sharing with us your pronouns? Oh, yes. She, her. Excellent. Hers. Terrific, Mm -hmm. terrific. Uh, your age, if you don't mind. Can I say in my 50s? Is that good enough? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Your sexual orientation. Um, I, you know, the label thing is weird. I mean, I predominantly would say hetero, but I definitely, um, I have experimented all over the board so i don't know i i guess maybe bi but that seems limiting but you know i don't know that's a very convoluted answer but i don't i don't like thinking about it like that yeah i it's a solid answer that is a solid answer would you mind sharing your relationship status i'm committed uh relationship not married 
I've committed monogamous. And the part of the country or city, if you don't have to share city if you don't want, but where are you like abouts? I'm in the Midwest. Terrific. And is this is this where you grew up? No, no. I've lived in a few different places in uh, the West Coast, East Coast, um, in Texas. So I've moved around a bit. Excellent. Excellent. It's always kind of cool to get sort of uh, an idea of, uh, I don't know, I like having lived in several different places around um, the country. Uh, did you, were you an adult in all those places and able to sort of, and were you in a place where you were kind of sexually adventurous and able to get out and about on the town and experience anything wild and crazy? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was an adult in all of those places. So I've not lived in the upper Midwest or the northern part of the United States, but I have definitely experienced all of the different cultural areas or, or large groups in all of the cities I've lived in, which has been nice. And yeah, I mean, it's very different in different parts of the country, you know, what you come across. It really, really is. You're so right. Uh, just just the, the culture and the involvement. And, you know, as I'm finding out and talking with a lot of my friends um, and just even listening today to the Savage Love cast, it's also very different culturally uh, in every city with, um, you know, homosexual worlds, heterosexual worlds in terms yeah. of you know, the sex clubs, bars, bathhouses, that kind of stuff. It's fascinating. <laughs> it, it really is. And I, I'm old enough to, you know, go back to New York in the in the old days, you know, when it was still really seedy. It was a totally different place. And there's nothing really like, I mean, I'm sure in the on the globe there is, um, but you know, in the United States, I think in that time period, there's just nothing you can compare that to. No, there's, there's really, really not. Um, so did you experience like a little bit of Times Square when it was a bunch of seedy sex clubs yes. and stuff? Oh um, yeah, definitely. Did you ever, uh, frequent any of them or did you No, I was, you know, I was on the young side mm -hmm. of adulthood at that point. Yeah, I think I was like maybe 18 to 28 and so I wasn't I was able to get into bars cuz I I had a boyfriend who knew everybody. I mean, just all of the clubs, you know. So, I could get in, but really, you know, I I was um skirting around <laughs> someone finding out and throwing me out right so i wasn't i wasn't quite that bold enough right dipping your toe in not completely behind the backstage room but uh right right but, but i wish i had in retrospect you I were really in the green room you were in the green room <laughs> exactly <laughs> i should have just gone for it but there's a you know weirdly an adventurous part of me and then a very cautious sort of risk avoidant part of my personality so they sometimes fight <laughs> i am just letting that soak in what you just said alex because it's another thing that we totally have in common 
<laughs> and I have talked before on this podcast about how some people who know me, some of my really good friends are super shocked that I wouldn't be down with uh, whatever it is, uh, getting, right, ra- getting right. railed at a sex resort on a lawn chair right. in public by the pool. <laughs> you know, that just kind of stuff just makes me like, ah! <laughs> now, would right. I, I love to see other people doing it. Like, I literally yeah. love it. I love to see other oh, people. Oh, I'm a total voyeur. Totally. Exactly. But same. It's like there's that sort of a little bit, yeah, cautious but adventurous. Yeah. I just love that about yes. it's one more thing I just adore about you, Alex. Seriously. It's, pe- it's like a peekaboo kind of thing. It like really I'm, is. I'm, like, I'm looking, but I have my fingers over my eyes a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what's kind of kind of veering into some of your past situations your horror stories what what is your experience with different relationship structures have you ever been i mean do you consider yourself a monogamous person pretty much or have you had polyamorous tendencies have you tried it and it didn't work out like talk to me about your experience what is what is it and what what it what it ain't polyamory let's talk about this yeah tell us tell us okay You know, it's, it's weird because when I was really young, I remember, you know, being attracted to girls and boys and, you know, I've definitely had plenty of sexual experiences with women. Um, I've had, you know, a lot of variation. I've had, you know, just me and another woman, me and a guy and a woman me and two guys and you know another woman and you know so I've had lots of different combos in my life um as some under I would say uh less stressful circumstances and some that were kind of you know awkward but you know it's all part of the experimentation and finding what works for you and a lot of it is really just people's energy and the connection and sometimes it's on and sometimes it's off. Um, but over the years, you know, lots of different configurations and, you know, um, I mean, committed, married, then single and, you know, dating more than one person. And, you know, so there's been a lot of variation in my relationships over the years, too. But now I'm in a um, committed and monogamous relationship and I'm I'm feeling it. You know, it's been, I don't know, five-ish years. So I've had a lot of adventure in my life. So I don't know if I'm just at that place where I'm like, you know, this is cool. I don't need all the different things happening. (laughs) Again, again, with the similarities with you. I just adore it. Okay. Let's, let's Mm -hmm. go back a little bit. I wanted to delve in and ask you about... It's just your group sex situations, uh, your experiences um, sound really cool in terms of uh, sort of not just the numbers of people, but also the combinations of males and females. And you've got a lot more uh, experience with this than I do. Um, uh, I've got, you know, a little bit here and there, but uh, not not 
to the extent with the combos and so forth that you have. Do you have one of those situations that stands out to you, Alex, where um, without it being traumatizing, because God knows we all have some that we're just like, oh, my God, mama told me not to come. But um, <laughs> you know That's what I'm funny. you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying like oh, oh yeah fuck yeah. what did I do how did I get here what part of West Hollywood am I in and how did oh, I get yeah. the fuck out okay so oh sorry That's amazing that is so amazing I love it tell me about one that was just a, the kind of awkward. Oh, goodness. Awkward. <laughs> um, it was a time where it was me and two guys. And I will say both of them were just like very beautiful, um, very fit, younger men. Um, and I don't know. It just all of a sudden I just felt like I was in like some weird porn shoot. Like there weren't any cameras and I can confirm that. <laughs> But it just, it was, it felt so performative that I was like, I started mm. just feeling silly mm. and I, I just lost, like it was, I don't know. And they didn't really know each other that well. So mm. it wasn't like they planned it in advance. You know what I mean? So it just, it just, I don't know what, it was like guys who watch too much porn and then try to, you know, do that. Oh, instead of a my God. A natural thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. awkward. It's terrible. Yes. And were Sad, the two really. of them, were the two of them into each other or was it just all about you? No, no, no. It was definitely just me. They were definitely straight. And yeah. So I think maybe that's part of it. It's like the, the warmth, there's no warmth between the men. Not that I need them to have sex or, you know, I don't need to be that prescriptive, but I don't want you to hate like your skin touching each other. That's also weird. When you're talking about people who don't have a lot of experience, especially with group sex, that's just sort of almost a frat boy kind of reaction. I right. think to the situation yes. because it's not, because even if you do a DP, you're going to be able to feel that other person's penis. Like, you know, you're right, right there. Now. You're going to touch balls. You're going to touch bodies you're yeah. gonna touch skin. You're, you're fooling yourself if you're if you're like no never i'm like okay well there's about an eighth of a centimeter <laughs> between you and that other penis so right already right you know, it's just not so, even realistic yeah so it was it was <clears throat> it was not not great i mean it wasn't horrifying it was just in my mind i was like okay I'm kind of done. Right, right. I've had that feeling too. You also, let's go back a little <laughs> bit about, you said performative. Isn't that so true sometimes about group sex, Alex? Yes, yes. Because, <clears throat> you know, people are self-conscious by nature, you know, and then you put, you know, a variety of bodies that don't usually know each other that well in that situation. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I better suck the gut in. And, oh, am I arching my back correctly? Oh, don't make that noise. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, I think, for people. And that's why I think it flops. Um, 
sometimes. Like the vibe really has to be right. Yeah, you're so right. And and that ebb and flow and for everybody to kind of understand that especially if there's an odd number or sometimes there's action that you're not heavily into. It's don't take it personally and that sort of balance that comes with that, that also, uh, ha okay. Have you ever been in a situation? I think, were we going to talk about, cause we're talking about different relationship structures. Have you had All any, right. have you had any experience in the swinging community? Oh yeah. <clears throat> yep. Uh, <laughs> I, oh golly it was not good no it was, it really not. was not god i have so much in common with you okay talk to me about uh, your experience alex i want to hear about it oh you know i think i won't name apps or you know anything i don't want to stir up a hornet's nest but no you know there's just some um apps and different websites you know that you're looking in your area, regionally, whatever, for people who might um, have the same interests or want to get together, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, th this is supposed to be between consenting informed adults. In my opinion, you know, if you present yourself in that community, um, you shouldn't use it as a vehicle to cheat on your spouse. Mm. And the spouse doesn't know about it. And you know, they're up in there with all these people. And I just, I found it very um, soul-sucking and demoralizing, actually. I I just, ugh. I mean, it's just a very, it's an artifice for a lot of people who are cheating. And um, there's just, you know, some very weird and abusive and kind of disgusting things happening. Um, in that space, which is really disappointing because, you know, I was fairly naive, I think, going into that thinking, oh, this is great. This is adults who, you know, are interested in the same things and you're going to make that connection. And it's really, it's not that. So, you know, buyer beware if you're listening and contemplating doing that. Be very careful. Um, there's some, you know, unsavory characters out there. and. Um, you know, people with poor intentions that really aren't necessarily even aligned with the basic principles of, you know, swinging and that community. So it's yuck. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, enclaves of people that have, you know, found something that works and is not that way. I just have never encountered that. Oh, yeah, I can totally relate to that sentiment. I mean, it's a situation in my experience where if you're not careful, there's a big kind of uh, just kind of bigoted, crazy, nasty, uh, homophobic, sex negative, yes. sex negative, remember? Like, yes. uh, they would freak out about two guys fucking around, but two women was just 
fine. Oh yeah, that's all good. It's right. a lot of times they're leading with the spouse and they really, you know, it's, it's almost codependent in nature. It seems like one of them wants it more than the other or yeah, it's yes, weird. I, I think oh. dynamically that's really common actually. I think so, too. I've actually been with somebody who um, uh, was saying some weird stuff about his wife, like when she was in the next room with my ex. It was, yeah, it was very, very, with very, very strange and um, and uncomfortable and um, very, very, very notch on the bed notch on the belt, notch on the headboard, um, kind of mentality. I mean, Ew. in a gross, gross way. Uh, and I saw this with a lot of them where it was like, uh, just all about the numbers. It was really, really weird. Um, it is weird. I, I don't, ugh. I mean, I don't understand that quantity. You know, the quantity factor mm -mm. is <laughs> like, you know, you should have outgrown that by that point in your life, you know. And the, you know what else just kind of floors me looking back like, oh, my God. Um, there was this weird, the most like notch on the belty kind of ones uh, were ones where it was a man and a woman couple. And uh, they were totally like, oh, you don't, condoms are completely unnecessary sort of people. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was no, there was no, which, of course, we would never, we, we never uh, uh, fucked anyone Relented. without any right. kind of protection. That was just not something that we did. But it was crazy. And it just didn't take long to it's not always apparent hindsight's kind of 2020 and then you sort of put some of these things together but that that was like a major red flag and like we are just not what in the into world these people I mean, mm -hmm. what in the world I and mean, this world is I, so tiny decide that oh i know and yes it is so anything that happens is probably going to spread like wildfire and you know, I, I, I have a responsibility to my myself, but I also have a responsibility to others. And that's just not cool. No, it was it just seemed kind of. Kind of wild like, to what authority do you have some, you know, uh, STD free passports you're going to show me like I. How <laughs> do they have proof? <laughs> I know they didn't. Yeah, it wasn't like. They were asking in tandem about uh, our the last time we tested or our status or what we were right. on. Are you like a Valtrex people? What are you taking? Right. There wasn't right. no discussions at all. It was just like, it was just like, let's get down to it. Whereas I've been around groups where that is the... Uh, one of the first questions that is asked and and that you just very very freely would share whatever you have been exposed to in the past and blah 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 because let's face it you know we're all adults but the yeah. thing of it is is if you've got somebody in front of you that is telling you about what their status is and how they're taking care of themselves and how 
you know, this is what poses a risk to you and this is what doesn't pose a risk to you. That person is a lot less dangerous than somebody else who either doesn't know their status or who's, who is not disclosing to you their status, you know? Right. So there's, right. but I'm not saying everyone, you know what, Alex and I are not over here saying that everybody in this swinging community sucks. We're certainly not. We're just saying that seriously, the ones we encountered I have more creepy, crazy, those mama told me not to come vibes than, yes. than good ones, honestly, you know? Right, right. And I think, you know, maybe we didn't tap into the legit communities because, like I said, I can't believe that there aren't people who are doing that successfully, but I do think it's probably a minority, you know, like a very small, because I think it takes a lot of, um, like you said, uh, honesty and transparency and uh, trust. You you just um, have to be in, in a place where all those things can happen. And, you know, humans interacting, you know, you're going to have issues. And so very rarely do you find a group um, or a community um, that's going to really have all of that conquered. It's just, it's very difficult to maintain in a healthy way within the context of our culture and society i think i mean it's oh. just really difficult so much repression and so much you know untreated mental illness and uh, <laughs> i mean just you know that's rampant in the world but i think you know especially because a lot of people you know look to um sex as um a coping mechanism, you know? Yes. Like booze or any other, you know, pills, drugs, any other kind of thing that you're just trying to sort of uh, slap a bandaid on the fucking problem. Absolutely. Right. And to your point earlier, Alex, it's like, it's, it's hard enough to do some kind of relationship with just one other person, let alone if you've got, if you're a part of a couple and then you're interacting with another couple or you're allowing another person into your relationship or you're the one in a relate, have you ever been in a polyamorous relationship? Have you ever been in, in, yeah. Have you ever, you know, when I was young and, and hanging out in a very kind of um, uh, young, like teenager, you know, I hung out with a pretty avant-garde, crowd you know when I think back a pretty uh out there just a lot of <laughs> a lot of unique people right so <laughs> when I look back yeah I mean I think there were some you know kind of loose arrangements at times within that group um and it really flowed and I don't remember people ever being angry or like getting you know caught up in a lot of jealousy and I mean it was a very short period in my life with a very particular group of people so yeah but not like not as an adult not you know mm -hmm. hey I'm, I'm going to work and I'm coming home to my my husband and wife or anything you know right right was this some kind of like a uh, kind of a commune situation where you were like living in an arts building and like all of y'all were just in a group like how many people were there what was the setup so it was there was one house and a few of us lived there 
there. Um, but it, it was, you know, we were in the, in neighboring neighborhoods. So just kind of, we all lived in the same area and sort of congregated, but um, there was, you know, the central home that had, I think eight of us lived there at one point. Um, but yeah, there was never really any, anything defined. Like, this is my boyfriend. This is my girlfriend. Like, you know, it was very fluid. Oh, that's so interesting. So would you go like, to parties and stuff and just everybody was sort of uh making out were you um like you would just go like hey you want to go to this music festival and like somebody else would be like sure and then y'all would kind of pair up for the weekend or was it and then you'd come back you'd be friends you'd be like what's up as you're like making your cereal or like how was it was the vibe? uh well we didn't Eight, no, we didn't have money to be going to festivals. That came later, but um, <laughs> but it was more just like around the house, you know. Like we all had different jobs, and um, you know, like I lived in one room with a girl, but you know, I was sort of dating. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it wasn't really defined. But one of the guys that lived in the house, um. But then he was with someone else. And then I had a boyfriend who didn't live in the house. And, which, you know, it was like just kind of a revolving door, really, of people. I mean, it wasn't like just a, I don't mean that like in a only sexual sense. It was just a very, um, we were kind of the glue. Um, so people were in and out a lot, coming over, hanging out, listening to music, you know, making right. food collectively that kind of thing so it wasn't like hello welcome to the sex house like that. But, <laughs> there was no know. dungeon no dungeons <laughs> no that came later nope. have you always right. kind of have you always been sort of adventurous Alex like how old were you when you said when you kind of looked around and thought to yourself like oh I'm a little bit kind of more left of the dial than maybe most of my friends when did you think that Oh, I think definitely by sixth or seventh grade. Right on. You know, mm -hmm. the, that middle school awakening for me, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, I think all kids have sexual memories, you know, like, oh, I rubbed myself on this chair and that felt really nice or whatever. But like, mm -hmm. you know, as a, <clears throat> as a, as a, young teenager I would say I knew you know and was already kind of fooling around a little bit with girls you know what I mean so um yeah that was like seventh grade maybe eighth grade too and then that kind of went away for a while like uh, the mm -hmm. girl thing kind of <clears throat> dissipated until my l later teens it was definitely boy crazy in the middle there, I think. So interesting. So some of your first sort of sexual relationships and feelings were with girls. Yep. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. And then, like you said, you sort of vacillated into boys and then back into girls again. So there was never any like defining line. Was it just kind of who you were meeting at the time and who was coming into your life? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, definitely. And, and, you know, I think like if you knew me back then, most people would have said, oh, 
you know, oh no, she has a boyfriend. But there were a lot of, you know, girls, but, you know, I don't know. I was not out, definitely not out and like comfortable, um, you know, amongst my own friends. Yes. But like, you know, my out, my external, like in school, college, that kind of stuff, definitely. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm old. <laughs> so back then it was, um, it was really a different thing. Like, you know, being gay, I mean, it was kind of okay to be a male and be gay, but it was like not that cool to be a girl and be gay, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it would really be the opposite, but I feel like, you know, lesbians were really closeted, like really, really closeted. That was my recollection. Yeah. Which is interesting. You know, and I grew up in a big city, right? A big city with a big gay community. But I always felt like, you know, it was a lot more underground for, I, for the women. Oh, I totally, I totally get what you mean. I mean, just even in terms of just the amount of bars, available yeah. gathering places, community. Yes, all exactly. So were some of mm-hmm. these girls and women that you were with, were they girlfriends or were a lot of them just hookups or were they like kind of more friends with benefits where you just had affection? For yes. What, what was it? Yeah. <clears throat> Which one? Excuse me. I mean, I would say mostly the latter where, you know, it was, we were, we were friends and then we were like, Oh, well, we can also do a little bit of this and that's fun too, you know? So it, it just kind of, I thought was a natural extension of some of my, my friendships. Um, and so I guess that's why, you know, I kept early. I just wasn't into that, the labels of, of things, you know? Right. So it was kind of, um, <clears throat> something I didn't necessarily, and really, you know, as I'm, speaking with you I'm like wow you know I oh yeah I did that and hmm, (laughs) that's interesting because you know how often do you have an opportunity to have these conversations really never so it's true it's true it sort of kind of causes you to sort of look back because you know I'm also in my 50s so it's and that's another reason why I love to talk to all different kind of people and all different kinds of phases and doing all different kinds of stuff because, you know, I, I like oftentimes look back on my horror stories as fond, beautiful memories. Whereas my co-host Sasha Powers, she's living it. You know what I'm saying? She's like, right? <laughs> she's in it. She's in it. Have fun. Exactly. It's such it's a so great. Fun. Yeah, it is. She's in a relationship but, you know, right I, now, but usually, yeah, she's in the yeah. thick. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've listened to the two of you, and she uh, is very self-possessed for a young person. She is just uh, magical. She's got such a great um, energy and. Yes, we are flow together and the ease with which we talk. Sometimes I will literally forget if we are because we FaceTime all the time. So 
I, I, sometimes I'll get caught You're up like, and I'll, are we recording? Yes, yes, I will actually do that. I will actually do that. That is so funny. Well, Alex, That's really funny. I love it. yes, yes. Well, tell me about, um, can you think of an example of a time when a sexual partner blew your mind? Yeah, there was this one time where, um, and it, it was somebody that I really kind of lusted after for a, a while and also was just, you know, I've had the opportunity to be with some pretty beautiful men in my, in my day. And, um, he was very pretty. <laughs> he was a very good looking man. And he just, we, we actually didn't at the, the, the first time we were together, we did not have sex, um, or intercourse, I should say, but, um, he was just very, how do I describe this? I don't know. He just was whispery and feathery, touchy. Like, I don't know what he did to me, but I had an orgasm without really him doing a whole lot of manipulation. And that was the mm. only time in my life that happened. You know, it was, it was really kind of out of body experience. And I don't think he had any idea. Like, he, like I knew he don't, let me rephrase that. He knew he knew he had a magical touch, I think, but I don't think he realized like really what was going on inside of my head, because I think I was like too afraid to at that point in my life, like be like, wow, you know, so this wasn't penetrative sex. Was he eating you out no. or was he fingering you? No. What was happening? No, it was just like a lot of very light caresses and <gasps> a lot of teasing uh -huh. and um, it was just Oof. really awesome. I don't, it's hard to describe. I mean, he definitely touched my vagina. I don't mean he, you know, ignored all of the erogenous zones, but I mean, he definitely took his time getting there and it was just, I don't know, such a light touch. Such a, I was like, you, you know, you're like yearning, like, oh my God, you know, it was just so like suspenseful. I don't know how to better describe it. It was a long time ago. I mean, the fact that, you know, I remember it as well as I actually do is, you know, a testament, I think. <laughs> yes. I know what you mean though, where it's like almost that hunger and that ache, like to, yeah. Yeah. And that, and it doesn't have to be the buildup and the suspense and the, the thrill, like you were just discussing, you were describing it perfectly and the buildup is just so agonizingly, insanely fun. And to look yeah. back on it, it's that that you think of. And then, yeah, the, maybe the cherry on the cake of the whole thing was that you had an orgasm, but it's just the fact that it, the whole buildup and the, somebody was yeah. really taking his time to get there. It's just like, I'm just picturing it really, really vividly in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was so pretty. <laughs> oh. but, you know, it's like, I think it, it, this is the, to all the partners out there, right? It's, you know, slow down for a minute sometimes, you know, I think we all are just rushing, you know, to the, the finish line. And there's a lot to be said with, you know, taking some deep breaths and not 
not doing that. And, you know, obviously there's plenty of books written on the subject, but I think in our day-to-day life, um, it really would be beneficial to, to, to do that once in a while, like with no expectation, you know? Yeah, you're so right. Because otherwise it really does put your mind into this phase where you're unable to enjoy the journey. You're just looking at that or concentrating on that thing. And we all know what it's like to have that flow over you naturally and how exciting that is to enjoy all the parts and pieces along the way. Um, And yeah, we're just not always taught. Yeah, we're not. And I think that's, you know, my older self wisdom, you know, looking back on my sex life and I'm like, oh, it was too performative, too self-conscious, too self-negating, you know, lots of different things, which is strange because I do, I do like a little kink in, in my sex. I mean, I don't have to have it. Like it's not like, I'm not a fetish uh fetishist necessarily but you know I do like it and I I like creativity in sex but there's something to be said for just like I said slowing down and breathing and actually you know being a little more contemplative it's really a, a really nice experience you know and I don't think I ever really allowed myself that or encouraged it or you know so the fact that that happened back in my uh I was probably mid, mid twenties. I mean, that was a revelation, you know, because there was certainly no man really before that, that had done anything like that, you know? Oh God. I know what you mean by that. Good Lord. I know where he lives still. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't. (laughs) We don't do any drive-bys. We don't encourage drive-bys. No, 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 it's not good. Um, Well, you mentioned something just a second ago, and I was going to ask you about this anyway. You mentioned that you're a little bit, you know, you're on that kink spectrum a little bit. Can you, and I realize that's a relative for everyone, but we know what we're talking about when we talked about that to each other. So what are you into kink-wise? Well, I'm definitely a fairly outgoing and expressive person in my, my, you know, day life. Right. So I am in a leadership position and I, um, have to make a lot of decisions and I have to, you know, do things that are hard sometimes that I don't want to do. So that's sort of my whole, you know, daytime persona. And then, so sometimes, you know, sexually, I, I like to be submissive, which is mm. such a weird thing because I'm such a feminist and, and I'm so pro-woman in every way. Um, but I like that. So it's a little bit of discord in me because I'm like, why do I like that? You know, have I been trained by society to like that? Am I punishing myself? You know, I I kind of go down the rabbit hole into why I like that mm-hmm. um but you know i can't really deny it that i do i've always liked that really since my late teens mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just 
I mean, I would say I'm I'm certainly on the light side there. I'm, I've never really done, you know, I haven't been like pinned to a wheel or anything, you know, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't really, you know, um, experienced anything really hardcore, I would say, but, you know. It's even a little spanking, you know, I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to have equipment, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to do um, all this, all the extra things like that. Right. You don't have to roll out all this craziness. You can just, which that's cool too, but you can, yeah, just a hand or maybe just somebody who just really like takes charge, you know? Yes. I mean. Yes, definitely. Yeah. It just feels good to not you know, have to make the decisions or have to be the one doing, right? Sometimes it's nice to be done too. Uh, what are so. your favorite things to get done to you? Um, you know, I, I like the sensation if you're having pleasure, you're, you're, you know, using, I don't know, you know, your magic wand or whatever you're using. I like the juxtaposition of that with a, a little pain, not a lot, not a lot. Just, you know, like I was saying, a little spanking, you know, just a little bit of roughness goes a long way, I think. Um, I just like that. It, it sort of makes me feel like I've been taken, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, it's sort of fantasy, right? It's, you know, I'm, I'm out of my head. I'm, you know, experiencing someone and something that I'm really not, you know, mm-hmm. um, certainly not submissive in my, in my real life, you know? Right, right. And that's what makes it just so decadent and relaxing and fun and to go and explore that realm and have somebody who really kind of can control and take over And that's different for different people. You know, um, like you said, you don't even need equipment. Um, It's role play for adults. It's fun fantasy play, you know, for adults. Uh, I mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mentioned recently on this, the podcast that I have this tape that it only sticks to itself and it's a little bit stretchy. And you can, you can tie somebody up with it. And literally, if I went like this, the listeners can't see, but like, I'm like moving my wrists like this and then I'm out of it. But it, because it doesn't stick to your skin. Right. So it's enough just to give you the sensation of. Right. A little bit of bound. Right. Right. It's so gentle, but it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And something like that, that's just a little bit restrained so that, uh, yeah, that it's kind of sexy to have somebody sort of just uh, take the reins on that. And it's really kind of, I've been talking to a lot of gay friends about, um, it seems like uh, the, it's, it's a little harder to find um, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to find a really good top, somebody who can just really know their way around and know what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to find somebody who can really understand and know what to do and somebody that you're comfortable with that, um, especially when you're not into a bunch of, you know, maybe you're not into a bunch of equipment and stuff like that. You're just into the energy of that person and, and, 
you know, right. some light spanking or that command and control. It's just all very, uh, it's very titillating. <laughs> it is. Do you, it is. Do you, I agree. <laughs> do you have a favorite uh, position or and a favorite sex act? So be thinking about both. But hmm. what's your favorite position? Wow, that's so hard because I think body types have a lot to do with that. Right. So it really depends on, you know, how good a shape I'm in in any given year. <laughs> you know, like when I've been really strong and athletic, I feel like I like being on top and I like being a little more, you know, acrobatic, you know, not, I mean, I'm not doing flips, but I mean, you know, I can <laughs> move and I'm flexible and, you know, so it's, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, when I've been a little on the heavy side, I think I, I, I like being on my back, um, with kind of legs up. Um, cause that's really comfortable. It's like, Hey, this is a nice stretch, but I'm not really, <laughs> I'm doing all the work. Yes. Right? I totally agree. The irony is that's when I should be doing all the work. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I think that would be a good workout. (laughs) Right. But But, it's like, nah, you want to relax. Yeah. So, I mean, I find different pleasure in different positions with different people at different times. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, it's hard for me to pick one. I mean, I, there's, you know, things I don't like. I think, you know, if a man is uh, a very long it is, I feel like I'm short in the canal and I don't like that sensation of feeling like my cervix is being bruised, mm-hmm. you know, it hurts. So, you know, there's some positions I think that accentuate that. And so, oh, I've had some painful moments like, oh, don't, no, don't do that. Oh, like the stab, yeah. like in the doggy position. Yeah. Wow. That's like, Ooh. oh, doggy's the worst because <laughs> you can't control yeah. it. And it's like, no, oh, that, no. ouch. Oh, I know. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like it I'm either. Like... <sighs> yeah. Ooh, that's such well, a great not, answer. Let's... That's a great answer that it's different with different people with different body types, both their partner's body type, your body type. That's just such a great answer. I like that. Well, thanks. How- I mean, you know, I just think, <laughs> I, I think I had a guy that, you know, was a bodybuilder and he could, you know, move me around like a pretzel and hold me in the air and, you know, do all, all kinds of things that, you know, that only you know, unless you date a lot of bodybuilders, you know, and you're very, or you're very, very petite, that's not going to happen probably a lot. No. So, you know, no, anything. So I could say of... I had, I had favorite, I had favorite positions, but I can't recreate those now, you know? Yeah. Do they're fun I to laugh about. That? Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, that'll never happen again. But it's a good for the memory bank. It's a good for the horror stories. Oh, yeah. Um, how about um, a favorite sex act? Hmm. I, I'll say one I don't enjoy, 
is, um, you know, water, any kind of sex where I'm in the water, I'm not usually enjoying that. I don't like shower sex, really. I don't, I just feel like it never works right. Like it's just squeaky. I'm too, I'm too clean now. Everything is squeaky. It's not, it doesn't feel great. So that's like the opposite on the opposite end of a spectrum. And I think, um, I mean, I, it's funny. I don't really do this a lot, but I think I really used to enjoy like mutual masturbation, you know, like just watching yeah. someone is so fascinating to me. And it's, it's kind of fun. It's like, who's, let's have a race, you know? <laughs> it's kind of funny you know and fun it's just you know it's such a it's a little bit innocent but it could be very sexy it's you know I don't know that that's my favorite sex act but it's just you know something I used to really enjoy I think especially in my younger life where I didn't want you know penetrative sex necessarily so like that was a really fun alternative and more a little more creative like I don't find that men generally enjoy that like I I can't remember the last time someone was like open or interested in in doing that you know Mm -hmm. I don't know what's your experience with that Ben I love it too I think it's super fun I love 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 to just see somebody get off and pleasure themselves so uh i do i do love it and yeah sometimes i've had partners who will look at me and like are a little bit surprised i want them to do that it's there's still a lot of kind of sex shamey weird even though you'd think that that is the more innocent thing than just you know oral yeah like it's looked at like it's it's like it's looked at like it's dirty you know yeah and um and it is i don't get it is (laughs) but no (laughs) you know in such a great way in such a great way that's why i'm like what the fuck i think so i think my 2023 i'm gonna write this note down more mutual Masturbation, Ooh, Alex. Masturbation. It's going at the three M's. It's going at the top of my list. <laughs> I love, love, love that answer. Um, have you ever done porn? No, no. I, I mean, I, I don't know. There were probably points in my life where I would have like contemplated, hmm, I could make money doing this, you know. But no, I just I've never pursued it never had the opportunity i did work at a strip club as a a cocktail waitress once but i didn't dance um how was that experience did you enjoy it not really no it was kind of a sleazy club it was a friend of mine's boyfriend's club and it was not in a great part of town um i made a fortune in tips um, and there definitely, there were some guys that were like, Hey, you should get up there. I'm like, hell no, but I could have made a fortune. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's good clubs and clubs that are 
there's probably all mix and manner of things that go on. There's probably some real cool camaraderie and some great situations. And then there's probably some that are, you know, you got people Not who good, are yeah. working out some trauma and you're always Oh, yeah. where you have, This was definitely mm, that. oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you ever see a movie called dancing at the blue iguana? It was, um, That sounds familiar. it was Daryl Hannah, maybe, um, maybe, was a Tilly, one of the Tilly sisters in there? I can't remember. Oh, Mag Mag Tilly. I'll have to Google it up, but anyway, it was, um, I can, anyway, I just remember it being just very cinematically beautiful, but, um, and I follow some people I was gonna. on the grams. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? Oh no! I was just gonna ask you: Was it like a feel-good movie of the year, or was it like a sad story about I think there was a a mix. dancer? I think there was a mix. I need to, I need to, cause it's, it, cause it's following Yeah. stories from several different dancers. So I think we have some different experiences going on and then they're coming together. So there is a little camaraderie, but then of course you're always going to have the outliers. So that's definitely worth a rewatch dancing at the blue iguana. Am I making that up or I'm did that checking movie it out. happen? Yeah. Let's, uh, we'll I just. think you wrote that one in your mind, but I I like think it. so. I think I did. <laughs> So sorry, everyone. no, Never I mind. just, You will not find it on IMDb. no, it's real. I made it up. No, it's so <laughs> amazing. I just found it. I just found okay, it. good. It's real. Put it on your queue. Yeah. And it, oh, it's not, I mean, it's old, but it's not, I was thinking this was like something that came out when we were teenagers, but no, this is like, 20, 2000, maybe, early Right. 2000. Right. Right. Does that sound right? Yep. That sounds about right. Yep. It says a non-glamorous portrayal of the lives of people who make their living in the strip club. Oh, it's time to rewatch Ooh. that one. It's time Yeah. to rewatch. Okay. So, Rated R. um, oh, rated R. Is that all? Um, have you ever gotten paid for sex? Including, including any kind of uh, sugar baby arrangements, Alex. No, mm -mm. no, I do remember that when I was a young, young woman, probably mid, mid teens, that, um, somebody in our little friend group thought it would be funny to place an ad in the back of our local alternative newspaper with my phone number in it, like, Hey, like a, for a good time call, you know? <laughs> so for like, Three months, my mom kept getting these crazy phone calls like, hey, is Alex there? And my mom would be like, what? Who is this? This is, uh, you know, before caller ID, remember? Yes. <laughs> Oh my God. yeah. Oh, my gosh, was right. And so that went on forever. And then finally... Someone busted the person who did it and told me, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I got all sorts of creepers yeah, that would. because it was like something I'm trying to remember, like the copy on it was something like, um, you know, I I'll watch you. I'll watch you jerk off. I like to watch men jerk off or something like that.
dirty on that one. Oh my god! They it really, was, really, you know, really the back did. of the yeah. I mean, it, it was like you know the back of the alternative mag where all the guys were like, you know, what can I get? You know, <laughs> not good. Right. You don't want to be back uh, there. Was... No, it was a little funny though. I mean, even at the time, I thought that was a pretty good practical joke. Remember those little remember those little squares in the back of the pornos that were like yes. tiny little and it was just like and little like almost like uh blurry little pictures of whatever with a you know one nine hundred number eight hundred number or whatever. Oh my god, mm -hmm. that is hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah. I worked at a porn store for a little while. That was uh that was a trip. Oh, can you tell me about that? Was it a kind of a porn store that was it was it mainly, uh, was there a lot of uh, gay people coming in there? Was there a lot of straights? Was there a mix? It, what was, what was it like? I would say, I would say it was a mix. Um, but I would say it would, leaned more straight probably. Um, but, oh yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, uh, hilarious. Do you have any standout people, stories? You know, Oh, there's a few. Um, there's one that involves a person who tried to steal a blow-up doll and made a mad run for it um, to their car and got tracked down. The police caught him. And, oh, my gosh, it was funny. Oh. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, guys would come in there all the time. And, you know, we sold... Um, lingerie and different things as well and they'd come in they're like um uh do you uh, could you try this on for me so i could see what it, it would look like on my girlfriend <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, <sure>. nice try <laughs> i know no i'm not gonna do that nice uh, try you know it just and then people would come in and everybody just had their own level of uh, awkwardness you know like oh, i'm going in a Porn stores, so they'd be like, <laughs> I'm here for a bachelorette gift. <laughs> you know, like, just, you don't have to tell me why you're here at school, unless you really want to and you need my help. <laughs> you don't have to come in the door and make an excuse. It's all right. Right. You know, we work here. We work here, so clearly we think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's such a funny, once again, we have such a weird sex-negative, strange society in that regard. We, we Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. It's nice. It is ridiculous. Like, you know, it's nice to see couples come in and, you know, they're looking for something, you know, to spice up their life. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with any of it. Just, uh, you know, do it up as long as it's all consensual. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. Do you? But it was fun. I mean, yeah. for a period of time. And then I just kind of got sick of people just being weird in there and, you know, asking me to model clothing. And it was just, it got a little creepy at times, you know. Oh, I can only imagine. Especially, were you behind glass or anything? Or were you just out in the open? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, totally open. Yeah, that's just kind of... It's kind of a weird vibe sometimes in those places. We have this place called yes. Cirilla's around here and it used to be Priscilla's mm -hmm. and now it's Cirilla's and it's probably, it's not nearly as seedy as going down 
to like race playpen which used to be on Maine, and now I think, and I'm in Kansas City, and now it's uh, like on Independence Avenue or something like that. It's like, that's a totally different experience. Or going to Erotic City, this place in Independence where they have these little rooms. I mean, that's very different than rolling into like a Cirilla's where, yeah, you're going to have like, ha, 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 can I have some help with a bachelor party? Whereas these other places, like people are in booths, there's poppers, it's crazy, yeah. there's shit popping off, it's, it's nuts. There yeah, might be, it's sticky. Yes, <laughs> yes. Sometimes there's those peekaboo booths where there's, you know, real dancers and or people yeah. behind the, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of wild. I think they do have those at the at this place called Ray's Playpen in Kansas City on Independence Avenue. Just wow. FYI. Wow. It's curious. It's kind of seedy. Yeah. I'm not looking down. <laughs> I'm just saying it's kind of interesting. It's kind of fascinating. I think you should. I think you should go down there and sing that song, though. And I'll be like, <laughs> could you please pay me to do your jingle? Head on down <laughs> to the Rays playpen. Uh, Alex, Alex, do you have any unfulfilled sexual fantasies I really have to think about that I I don't know that I do I don't know I mean I I feel like I've I've dibbled dabbled quite a bit and you know I feel like my my current sex life is great because it's really it's intimate and it's I don't want to say it's innocent but it is definitely very it's more pure really than I've probably ever experienced and it's really nice so I I think it's like those kind of experiences where I really have an intimacy and a trust um, which has not always been the case in my life and so it's just, you know, I'm sure there will be something that happens that, you know, I don't know that I've dreamed it up, but that I'll be like when it happens, like, wow, you know, I've had wonderful experiences over the last five years. So I don't know. I just I haven't had to really think about that. Like I'm not concocting things in my brain. You know? Yeah. And again, I, you and I have so much in common because we have had quite a few experiences and sort of um, sown some wild oats. And there is something very, very sexy about the intimacy and about the um, just just the different vibe than uh getting railed in one of those booths at the formerly mentioned Ray's playpen. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um we are we not are not sponsored. It. I'm not knocking Oh yeah. <laughs> We're not sponsored by yeah, I'm getting I should I'm not getting paid, but I should be getting paid by them. So anyway. You really should. We we'll mm -hmm. need to submit this. Yeah, I've been frequenting them for a long time. Anyway, oh my god, I have had the best time talking to you tonight, Alex. I have loved it. Oh, likewise. I have Oh my loved gosh, it. I've I've giggled 
a lot this evening. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad you've had a good time too. Like I said, you're somebody that I've wanted to have on for a really long time. And naturally you just didn't disappoint. I knew you were going to be a fucking blast. So thank you so much, babe. Mwah. I appreciate you. You're so sweet. Okay. Sweet. Listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in with us. I've talked a little bit about this before in a previous episode, but if you could be sure to like and subscribe us, especially if you have access to Spotify, because the service that we use to stream the podcast is connected to Spotify and, uh, we're trying to get our numbers to a place where we can monetize this bitch. So, judging. So, please <laughs> like and subscribe us on the Spotify and wherever. We're not picky, but if you've got a Spotify, please go out and do it. Even if you listen to us on another platform. Also, if you go to Kelly Aaron, all one word, K-E-L-L-Y-A-A-R-O-N, that is me, dot com. Just KellyAaron.com, not that is me.com, just to clarify. We have uh, Horror Story mugs, and these things are cute. They have our logo on them, and they do great in the dishwasher. I make my latte every morning in these things, so please go out and get yourself a Horror Story mug and support our podcast. Sasha and I appreciate it so much. Again, Alex, I loved having you. Thank you so much for coming on to Horror Stories tonight, babe. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yes. So this is Kelly and I'm signing off. Thanks for joining us for Horror Stories. We'll catch y'all later. Bye. Mwah. Bye. for listening to horror stories tales of the hustle inspire us if you'd like to share a horror story hit us up on our email at horrorstories at gmail.com that's w-h-o-r-e-o-r-s-t-o-r-i-e-s at gmail.com thanks for listening